He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you wide awake in the hill country of Texas. We've got uh, some uh, misting and sprinkling and uh, whatever you want to call it going on this morning. And uh, listen, every little tiny bit of moisture that comes into my yard, I am grateful for at this point in time. So uh, hopefully some of those, you know, every day it seems like this. We got a chance of storms this afternoon and then just nothing happens. So hope we get a little bit more rain out of this and um, glad you woke up with me this morning and are ready to get going i uh, i have a uh, before we get going i've got a we got great guests today by the way jonathan science is going to be here with texas values i'm going to make sure i introduce him with the right company you know two weeks ago i had him on here and i, I yeah i had him associated with a different organization and i had probably one of the most embarrassing uh, moments of mine on live radio but today, uh, Jonathan Science with Texas Values is going to be on the uh, line with us, um, actually giving us, uh, we're going to talk about what's happening with the Supreme Court and a few other things. So looking forward to that. Tomorrow, Katie Hanna is going to be back in the studio, a last-minute effort to get your vote. If you have not already voted, early voting is over with. And so Katie's going to come in here and uh, talk to those folks who are going to be voting on Saturday uh, for city council. So we're looking forward to that on Friday. We've, uh, we've got Connie Burton on Friday as well as, uh, Nikki Davis, um, who is with the mom center in Fredericksburg and Connie Burton, of course, is the founder of the Texan dot news and, uh, is, was also a Senator Burton. And, uh, so looking forward to having her on Friday. I've already started booking next week as well. All kinds of exciting things coming up for you. But before we go on, I have a good story to tell you because um, my mother-in-law cannot be listening right now because they're on their way to uh, a doctor's appointment. So I've got a story to tell on her. We were there this last weekend and uh, uh, Monday morning I got up and was going in to make some coffee. And uh, Gail Gail finally took over. I'm in a strange kitchen and... uh, Gail takes over, and, and uh, we can't, f- can't find any coffee filters anywhere. We know Mom drinks coffee every morning. Every morning, she loves it, and can't find the coffee filters. So Gail ends up making coffee with uh, a paper towel. So, you know, no big deal, paper towel. And then uh, yesterday, um, Gail sent me a picture. She'd been working on uh, her mom's kitchen, and um, her mom's a seamstress, so we need to go back a little bit here. Mom's a seamstress, and... Uh, which which uh, goes into this story. So, Gail finds a coffee filter. Um, yeah, it's got two pieces of elastic stapled to it on both ends. Yes, Gail's mom had taken coffee filters and uh, made uh, COVID masks with them. So we've got, and I have the proof here. Here's the picture. I'm showing it to Bob as a witness. Bob is my witness. 
Um, I asked Gail what she did with it, and uh, she said, well, I threw it away. I'm, I'm very disappointed, but uh, that's something I would have kept and put in a scrapbook. Uh, but apparently, I, I, I said, so did you ask Betty about that? Did you ask your mom? She goes, oh, no, I didn't need to. I remember when the, this whole thing about masks came out, she heard something or saw something on TV about coffee filters, and by golly, she was going to do her best uh, to support the cause. So, yes, we uh, Kale's mom made uh, COVID masks with coffee filters, and we had to drink coffee uh, strained through um, a paper towel. All right, so there you go. Funnies for the day. We got lots of things uh, on your calendar for you. Uh, this uh, uh, Thursday, the uh, 5th, is Thursday the 5th? I'm, uh-oh, here I am. Yes, tomorrow, Thursday the 5th, is the Day of Prayer, National Day of Prayer. And uh, the uh, at Fredericksburg, they're going to be having a community worship at Fredericksburg High School for, at 6 o'clock. I think that's great. Um, and uh, and so I find that interesting that uh, the city council would not meet in a church building because it was... Uh, you know, religion and uh, politics, and yet the uh, high school, the uh, high school is having a worship service. So there you go. At least we know we're not that woke yet. Um, at uh, also tomorrow at six o'clock is wine for the win. Go to mercygateministries.com. See what you can do to help. The uh, tickets for that have already. Uh, the sale of those tickets has already stopped. You may have a friend who uh, bought a table, and if they invite you, then please go. Uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, Wine for the Win. Uh, go to mercygateministries.com. Check it out. Saturday, all day, go vote, go vote, go vote, go vote. Um, I will be uh, way in the boonies on Saturday, and so I voted yesterday. There was quite a crowd. I was surprised uh, at the crowd that I saw in fredericksburg for the last day of early voting so that's good uh saturday all day um nope that's all day voting saturday at two o'clock is going to be a get out the vote rally at the yo ranch with uh, raul reyes uh um mr wesley dr tim wesley um lieutenant colonel alan west is going to be in uh introducing them all and is going to be the is going to be the special guest and this is at the yo ranch in kerrville and so uh, get a chance out there to go meet uh, Raul Reyes. Um, listen, all of you, um, if, if, uh, if you're only voting for Trump supporters, candidates supported by Trump, uh, he, boy, he, he got taken for a ride in Texas. Um, I don't, we don't know who advised Trump on his uh, Texas endorsements, but uh, it was bad. They were very, very bad. Bad and after news last night of Trump and Dorsey's winning in Ohio, sweeping. I'm very concerned that um, my wonderful friends, uh, Trumpsters out there, Trumpeteers, um, please, please don't pay any attention in Senate District 24 to Donald Trump's endorsement. Raul Reyes is the man that needs to be our next senator. Please uh, go make sure you vote in the uh, runoff election. That's going to be May 24th. And make sure you vote for Raul Reyes. We're going to try to get him on the end of the air here at least once more before um, the election. So let me give you a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin, and then we're going to go to the phone then, uh, take a break, and then come back with Mr. Science. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, 
how few there are who have the courage enough to own their own faults or resolution enough to mend it. How few people there are that have are brave enough to say, yes, uh, this is uh, a fault of mine, and then even fewer enough to go ahead and mend those faults. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, poor Richard, and we'll be right back. Folks, we are back. I have on the line with me Mr. Jonathan Science with Texas Values. Folks, go check it out while we're visiting txvalues.org as well as txvaluesaction.org. And uh, we're that's who we're going to be talking to right now. Mr. Science, uh, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good to be with you. There we go. That's a little scary there. Thank you, sir. So um, we may have some, hopefully we have some new listeners. You know, I hope we get new listeners every day. And so I know you come on every couple, every two weeks we have you on, but uh, we probably have some listeners that have not heard you on the air before. So tell us about Texas Values, who you are, uh, your, your, your goals, your aims, what you're trying to do, and um, uh, the floor is yours, sir. Well, thank you, Matt. I am a lifelong Texan, fifth-generation Texan. As a matter of fact, my mother's side of the family's got roots all over central Texas that go back to the early 1800s. But I lead an organization called Texas Values. It's the largest faith and family nonprofit, Christian-based organization in the state of Texas. And we work in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And for almost uh, two decades, that's where I focus my efforts, our Offices in Austin, but we've got people that work for us that live in all across the great state of Texas, working on pro-life issues, religious liberty, and marriage issues for the great state of Texas. One of the things that uh, that is uh, that the reason I have uh, gotten to know you uh, over the years is that when we're up, when our uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party folks and our other conservatives are are at the Capitol. In Austin, during the legislative session, we know that Texas values that uh, you guys are always there for us, always helpful. Your people literally flood the halls. Um, Probably one of the few organizations uh, that I see every single time I go to the, the, the Capitol, folks, Texas values is on the ground and working, and if you want to be a plugged in citizen, that uh, is is working up at the Capitol and making a difference in the values that we all hold dear here in Texas, then Texas Values is uh, an organization to make sure you get to know. And uh, we've got lots of, you've got an event coming up. We're going to talk about that later. Um, we're also going to talk about the uh, this whole uh, Supreme Court thing, that the uh, story that broke over the last um uh, 48 hours or so, but tell us uh, first about your church ambassador network. One of my, one of the goals that I have had and for quite some time is getting pastors engaged in this process. And Texas Values actually 
offers a really good path for that. Would you tell us about your Church Ambassador Network? You bet, Matt. So the Church Ambassador Network is a program that we started about two years ago, and it's an organization that cares about and leads the effort to protect the religious freedom rights of Christians and churches and people all across the state of Texas. It's also become more important, or just as important to us, to reach out actively on a regular basis to churches, not just to be there when they need us and they call us and they're in a difficult situation because government's trying to close them or and restrict their rights to pray or worship. Uh, so we've been doing that for almost two years now, and it's just a way to kind of connect church leaders with also government leaders so we can help that respect continue to grow between the government and also the church, but also a way to get churches and pastors more aware of what's going on in their community, the decisions that are being made, and to give them information that they can share with people in their community, in their church, to make sure that their rights are protected. So if you approach a pastor or a pastor approaches you and says, look, I, I don't think that uh, churches uh, should be involved in any form or fashion in the uh, in the uh, political realm, is there... Do you have a, a go-to answer for that or a reply other than, well, you know, God bless you and we all have our, we all have our own uh, jobs to do? How do you convince or, or try to tell a preacher or a pastor that it, it is important that churches get engaged? Well, here's the reality. Whether churches or pastors or leaders want to get involved with the government, the government's involved in their business, unfortunately. And so we see that more and more every day and every year. And so, you know, what I would do is try to help show them how the government is already involved in having a say in what they do. And if, uh, if they don't get involved or engaged, uh, those decisions will be made without their voice. Uh, but, you know, I always try to make sure churches and pastors and, you know, those leaders know, you know, it's up to them to decide what they want to do. We're not going to force them mm -hmm. to do certain things or to take certain stands. Uh, but we are going to be honest with them that if they don't participate, as we say a lot, government belongs to those who show up. Other people are going to show up, and a lot of times they're not going to say the things that church leaders and gov uh, people of faith would say. I am, um, uh, folks, I want to encourage you to go to txvalues.org and uh, click on the link uh, that says Church Ambassador Network. It's right there. It's at the uh, very easy to see, and... Uh, by the way, what's that fellow who gets the uh, Mustache of the Year Award every year? What's his name? Tor Pastor Tovar. Pastor Tovar. Folks, this guy, I tell you what, he's got a, his, his face is a work of art. Pastor Tovar, great guy. And um, we, uh, on, the, um, t on the link to the Church Ambassador Network, you will find the core principles of of the church ambassador of the ambassador network and i'm telling you there it is it is it's good it it is good and uh, if you go through check those principles out and uh, just introduce this page to your pastor and just you know send them a link to this and say what do you think about this just get a little bit of uh, input on them and i appreciate of course nobody's going to force anybody to do anything but at least introduce them to the idea and tell them what we're all about um, one of the events, uh, tech, uh, Faith and Family Day, is something that's always really exciting up at the Capitol, and we do that every two years. And, um, and so I'm sure we don't have it scheduled yet, 
But um, that's another opportunity to get pastors involved is to invite them up on Faith and Family Day. Do you have that? Is that on the calendar yet? It's probably a year away. Well, it's usually going to be in late February or early March during a legislative session. And so uh, we'll be working on a date soon. The Capitol typically does not allow you to reserve spaces uh, that this far out six months in advance, and it's usually at the state capitol. Mm. But we do have an event coming up on June 1st in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, in another month or so, uh, about four weeks, actually, with the lieutenant governor, with Students for Life President Kristen Hawkins. We're going to be celebrating the Texas Heartbeat Law and informing people about what we think the Supreme Court is going to do on the issue of abortion in the next four to six weeks. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk about uh, a talk about that uh, Supreme Court um, uh, leak, I guess. And we're hoping that the leak all stands true and it stays true. Um, Faith and Family Day, a great day. <clears throat> Forward this page again. I'm gonna say it again. Forward this page to your pastor. Just get him introduced <clears throat> to this idea of the Church Ambassador Network. So uh, the June one again event. Now that is in that is in going to be in the Dallas area. I thought it was in Austin. That's going to be in the Metroplex. It is. It's going to be actually at Prestonwood Baptist Church, which is in Plano, uh, just north of Dallas, and it's uh, from eight thirty to one. Um, it's going to be a half day event, and so we're already getting some really good ticket sales. It's Fifteen dollars to attend. It includes a box lunch from Jason's Deli. Um, Students and individuals under 18 are free. And just a little teaser, be watching for a special sale we're going to have on Mother's Day for mothers. But it is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so if anybody's going to make the trip up there or they know people in that area, please share this event with them. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you go to txvalues.org, you can see they've got their upcoming events tab. And uh, you've got there, it's, it looks like you've got Senator Brian Hughes and you mentioned uh, Kristen Hawkins and uh, Lieutenant Dan. Sounds like it's going to be quite a program. Folks, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, uh, what everyone else in the whole world is talking about, the, uh, the leak from the Supreme Court. Y'all stay tuned. All right, folks, we are back. I have on the line with me Mr. Jonathan Science with Texas Values. Um, websites, txvalues.org and txvaluesaction.org. Um, I'm over at the Action website right now. There is something that we, uh, there's uh, several products uh, that we use there quite a bit. The Faith and Family Scorecard, if you're looking, want to find out, uh, how your representative or your senator behaved in the last session or the session before that. Um, you can go and find uh, the scorecard, and uh, your legislators are are scored on the um, how they voted on faith and family issues. Um, and uh, Jonathan Science does not care how they voted on the uh, you know the uh, state uh, cowboy hat or the storytelling capital of Texas, but if it comes to faith and family values, they do have something to say 
on that. So go check it out. Also, you will find the story there we're about to talk about, which is uh, breaking Roe v. Wade to be overturned. And uh, there's they've got a good write-up on uh, txvaluesaction.org. So uh, tell us uh, tell us your reaction when you heard that. Uh, if you saw that two evenings ago, and and uh, what was your what was your reaction to that news? Well, look. Anytime you see people on social media saying that something's been leaked, you always have to express caution. Um, obviously, seeing something be leaked from the U.S. Supreme Court is extremely unusual. As a matter of fact, in 20 years, almost of the practice of law, I've worked on a lot of U.S. Supreme Court cases. I've never heard of a opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court a draft being leaked before it's officially uh, been announced, and so. It was quite shocking, uh, but also, you know, it was important for me to pay attention to what was going on considering the work we do. We filed a legal brief at the U.S. Supreme Court on the issue, on this court case that is challenging Roe versus Wade. So I was very interested to find out what was happening, what was happening, excuse me, so our team went into action quickly. <laughs> it was about, what, 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. I just got back from uh, my daughter's soccer game and was you know, finished dinner and kind of winding down, but, you know, was ready, ready, time to go to work. And we did. We took a look at the stories. We looked at uh, some of the sources, and they seemed to be reputable. We took a look at the court opinion, and within about 30 or 45 minutes, we were up on Facebook Live talking about it. But, I mean, this is also more significant, too, for Texas, not just the country. It certainly is significant because you got to keep in mind, Roe versus Wade is a Texas case. It came out of Dallas County. Henry Wade was the district attorney in in Dallas. The row in that uh, case was a woman named Norma McCorby. She never had an abortion. Okay, she was a young lady at the time, but certainly the case centered around what was going on in her life. And but also it's significant because we know since last September the Texas heartbeat law has been in full effect. Just about all abortions have been banned in the state of Texas. And we've not seen the sky fall. We've seen the culture continue to move. We've seen the state continue to thrive. And we've seen over 30,000 lives have been saved. Babies that would have fallen victim to abortion um, had not, on average, considering that about 50,000 abortions are performed every year in the state of Texas. And so uh, we know a little bit more since then, but certainly when that issue and, and news was breaking, it was important for us to jump right on it, find out what was happening. I will tell you this, uh, it's not a final opinion, not an official opinion, but it has been verified as a authentic document, as a draft. So we need to be careful about uh, assuming that this is what's going to happen. But it is a strong indication that the court, the majority of the court, is ready to overturn Roberts' in Oh, seems like we've lost Mr. Science, uh, but that's quite all right. It sounded like he was uh, fading in and out there. Uh, the next question I was going to ask him had to do with uh, Trigger Bill. Um, did we lose him completely? Oh, hold on. We'll try. There you go. We're back again. All right. So the next question I ask uh, had to do with does does Texas have a We've heard it referred to as a trigger bill, so that if and when, or when and if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, we have heard that there are a number of states that uh, have trigger bills ready to go based upon that. Tell us about Texas and the trigger bill. Well, the law is 
in statute called the Human Life Protection Act, and it's very simple. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, babies are protected throughout the state of Texas in the womb, and that's from the beginning to the end. So, uh, and look, this is a situation to people have asked about this. Um, this does not apply to the mother. Okay, I mean, there are criminal penalties in place for violating this law, but they do not apply to the mother. There's a lot of stories already being run suggesting things that are inaccurate. But it's but it's important to note Texas is ready to protect babies from the moment of conception, from the beginning, uh, with our state law. So if Roe versus Wade is overturned, we're ready to protect babies. There's nothing that we need to do specifically to change our law. There might be some things that we need to address uh, that are details, but other states don't have protection in place. As a matter of fact, we still have laws on our books from before Roe versus Wade that can be enforced right now because of the Texas heartbeat law. That was a part of the Texas heartbeat law. And but it's not just because of the Texas heartbeat law. The Roe versus Wade decision never ruled that those state laws in nineteen seventy two and nineteen seventy three that were uh, that, that were part of that case had to be enjoined or stopped being enforced. The court made a ruling and just expected that that would happen, but they never ordered it, and so we could be enforcing those laws now, but there's no question that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, we also have a new state law passed last year, signed by Governor Abbott, that would spring into place. And that was, uh, so is that the, the heartbeat bill, or is that a different, the Human Life Protection Act, is that a, are those two separate bills? No, I mean, I'm, I'm just letting you know that the Human Life Protection Act is the name that you'll in the statute, they don't refer to it as the trigger ban. Okay. So I know people have called it that, but I, so I'm just that way. People, when they see it referenced that way, they're not confused. But, um, but the Human Life Protection Act is what some people call the law that that is triggered that goes into place if Roe versus Wade is overturned, and that means that means uh, abortions are not allowed throughout the state of Texas. The babies are protected uh, from the beginning in the womb. Mm, man, that uh, for so many people, this is a dream come true, <clears throat> and many did not even expect it in their own lifetime, and so I know there's a lot of celebration going on about that. Now, this was based on the Mississippi case. Did you put any, um, uh, what do you call them, friend of the court, or any, any kind of briefs in on this Mississippi case? Were you involved in that? Our organization was involved in that. We were a part of a friend of the court brief that was submitted at the U.S. Supreme Court, um, we refer to it as a legal amicus brief. And so when you hear that reference, that means that groups that support one position or other have filed a document, a legal brief, with the court expressing their opinion. And in that brief, we specifically recommended the overruling of Roe versus Wade. And so we teamed up with dozens of other state organizations from across the country. Texas Values is a part of the Family Policy Council network through Family Policy Alliance and Focus on the Family, and it's close to 40 state groups across the country, and so we team up together on a lot of efforts, and we did in this case. As a matter of fact, I was at the U.S. Supreme Court the day that this case out of Mississippi was argued. It was a historic day, and it's something that I think people are going to continue to talk about for years, but that's what we did uh, at Texas Values. We show up. Folks, this I, I can't stress enough uh, that Texas Values is for real. Um, they are a powerhouse in Austin and obviously now having uh, some, some influence at the Supreme Court. And so 
when you have the opportunity to go to an event or meet any of these Texas Values people um, with the, listen, we're already, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, myself included, we're already getting ready. We're planning and prepping for the next legislative session. <clears throat> In fact, I was talking with Senator Hall yesterday, and uh, he's already working on a uh, family, um, a, a parental rights uh, bill, much like the one in Florida. Folks, the, the work is already starting. And um, the Texas Values and Jonathan Science and his awesome crew there, and listen, he does have a great crew there working with him. Uh, why don't you give a little bit of praise for some of your people out there? I know Mary Elizabeth is one of your Man, she's a hard worker, always at the, up at the Capitol. Let's uh, throw a little praise to some of your folks there. Mary Elizabeth Castle is definitely one of the most important members of our team. Jonathan Covey, our policy director, does great work. We've got great people. You mentioned the Church Ambassador Network and the other segment. That's led by Brian English, the former Faith Outreach Director for Ted Cruz. So we've got nine people that work for us. As a matter of fact, we have three open positions that we're hiring for. These are full-time positions with benefits. Um, and so if you're interested in going to work for the most influential and effective faith and family nonprofit organization in the state of Texas, we've got a career opportunity for you. We're also looking for interns for this summer. So if you want to be a part of our work, if you want to have a front row seat and have your hands in making history in Texas, contact us. We'll put you to work. Sounds great. Mr. Science, thank you very much uh, for uh, giving us another uh, Wednesday time out of your Wednesday morning. Folks, go to txvalues.org, txvaluesaction.org, all kinds of good information there. Thank you again, Mr. Science. Thank you, Matt. God bless. All right, folks, there you go. So um, <clears throat> I, do, I do play these guys up big, um, and they are... They, they are a great organization. Um, they came under some fire recently um, for uh, some endorsements they made. Um, and uh, listen, I get it. I come under fire for endorsements I make. It happens almost every time. Um, it, it's almost impossible to endorse some, some single person without getting, without getting a bunch of uh, uh, crap thrown back at you from the people you didn't endorse and and then, of course, we're all humans. We're all humans. I've endorsed somebody who ended up being a scumbag, and you just come, you just go, ugh. And I, it, it, to me, it, it, it's a bad reflection on me for endorsing that person, and I feel, I feel bad about it. Um, and so uh, all of that point is that, listen, we're all human. We're all in this together. Texas, uh, uh, TX values, Texas values action has been a mover and a shaker in Austin for a long time. And then you just heard Mr. Science, how they're engaged on the national level, even involved up at the Supreme court. And so I can't tell you enough how much I respect this organization and uh, we will be fully engaged with them during the next legislative session. And, um, Listen, one of my focuses is going to be on this parental rights uh, protection bill. I've already started reaching out to uh, different representatives. I think it's important right now. The biggest step you can help me take on this right now 
um, is that our, our pushback is going to be in the Texas House. Without Dade feeling getting behind this, and he's already he's already showing that he doesn't want to get behind it. In fact, he's calling us us conservatives that uh, want to get this act moved forward. He's calling us cancel culture, saying that uh, yeah, just because you want to you know clean up our uh, schools and give parents rights, you're the cancel culture now. Um, if that's uh, Dade Phelan's attitude going into the House in this uh, next legislative session. He and he is uh, the speaker until January 10th, at which point I suspect he will be voted in again. Um, I have heard nothing, uh, no rumors contrary to that. But uh, the point of all of this is that <clears throat> with uh, Dade Phelan as speaker, the only way we're going to get movement on any kind of parental rights bill um, similar to Florida's is going to be if they're, if the individual representatives push back. And the only way your representative is going to push back is if you push on your representative. All right? Some representatives, um, they just go along with the flow until a whole lot of pressure is put on them. Other representatives will stand, stand up and fight for Texas values or for values in general without having to be coerced. So what you need to do now, you have between now and next uh, January to make an appointment with your representative. Now, House District 19, we don't even know who our representative is going to be until until we get to uh, the runoff election in, in May, May uh, 24th. However, if you are in uh, the district uh, that Andy Murr represents, um, and those are my two big listening areas. Um, give, give Mr. Murr a call. You've got time now to make an appointment to go visit with him. In fact, it doesn't even have to be right away. It doesn't have to be emergency. It doesn't have to be right away. Just get in touch with the office and say, look, before the next legislative session, I would like to spend some quality time with my representative. And then when you do get that appointment, be prepared to go in. Go in with the list of things that you want them to, uh, that you would like to see your representative push and fight for in the next session. And, and this does, this is not, this meeting is not a conflict. All right. This meeting is, is with your representative. That's who you, you hired to go there. They work for you. And let me just tell you that everybody knows they work for you. They know they work for you. So don't walk into their office and say, you work for me, dad gummit. You're going to do what I say. Don't, don't don't start off on that foot, please. All right, don't start off on that foot. Go in, make an appointment. Be friendly, be loving, be Christ when you go in and visit with them, and just let them know where you where you think they uh, should stand on these bills. But if you start pushing back now, if you start letting your legislators know. And listen, it, it won't take but a couple of dozen people to uh, have, a sh have a meeting with your representative, and they'll start seeing that, look, people are actually making the effort to call my office to make an appointment. In fact, when you call the office to make an appointment, tell them you'll be able to travel wherever. If he wants to meet in his, uh, you know, near his home in Junction, you could do that. You could meet him, you know, tell him, hey, I'll meet you over in Junction, and that way you don't have to travel very far from your home. Or you could uh, tell him, look, I'll meet you in New Braunfels, because apparently I guess he has another house there. 
um, or tell them you'll meet them in Austin. Make it as easy as possible and ask for more than, you know, 10 minutes. Make sure that you get a, get a substantial appointment with them and then just sit down and visit. Get to know your representative. And that way, when you walk into their office next January, you will be a known element. Now, when I walk into Andy Murray's office in the Capitol, I am definitely a known element. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of groaning that goes on. There's a lot of, uh, oh, good Lord, he comes again. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's my reputation with Mr. Murr. However, at the same dadgum time, listen to this. At the same time when Mr. Murr and I run into each other in the hallways at the Capitol, and it happens quite often, we always stop and speak to one another. We are always friendly to one another, and we always visit and it is it is not an ugly scene. And that is the way the relationship should be. I should be able to be critical of the work he's doing. And at the same time, he can be critical of the work I'm doing. That's both of our rights. And um, But we also, he is a representative. And his door is going to be open to his constituents. Now, I'm not one of his constituents. So when I go in there, they're, they're nice. They're, they're nice to me. Um, but it's always fun to walk into that office. So make an appointment with your representative. Make an appointment with your representative. And it doesn't have to be right away. You could have it in November. Make an appointment in the first week of December with them. But go ahead and get it on the books and have a visit with your legislature before going into the session in Austin in January. And get a feel for where they are and offer to help them offer to help them all right so all right folks y'all stay tuned we'll be right back All right, folks, I just wanted to sit and let that uh, keep going for a while. Listen to a little bit of Led Zeppelin this morning on a Wednesday morning to get you through the middle of the week, uh, hump day, whatever we call it. Um, getting involved, this is what I'm all here. This is why I'm here. This is why I do this. Uh, by the way, last Friday was my three-year birthday. Celebrated uh, complete uh, completion of three years on Friday. And listen, I it is an honor for me. I'm surprised at uh, some of the things i've said that i'm still here um and so uh um, i'm uh, i'm very grateful to that and i hope i am being a benefit to you out there and i hope that when i'm offering different uh, opportunities for you to be involved that you take advantage of them and i'm going to keep saying the same listen yeah i do i say the same things over and over again i want to get you engaged and I want to um, encourage you to get engaged. Many of us uh, don't get engaged until it's painful. You know, if you know any alcoholics or addicts, they'll tell you they talk about hitting the bottom, right? They hit the bottom, and then that's when they decide when the pain is big enough and they hit their bottom, and then they come back, and uh, that's what it takes to change that kind of behavior. Well, folks, we... <sighs> The problem is when you hit the bottom with alcohol or drugs, for many people, the bottom is death. 
if you're waiting for the bottom to hit for this country, I don't know that we will be able to recover from a bottom. If our country hits the bottom, I don't know if we'll be able to recover. And so that's why it's so important that you wake up now. Many of you say we've already hit the bottom, right? Well, if that's true, then, man, you ought to be the first one I see at every Tadgum event that is going on. All right. Now, we use rallies and we use get-togethers and things like the Get Out the Vote rally this Saturday. That is not being politically engaged. That's going to a pep rally. All right. That would be like if uh, every Friday in your high school you had a pep rally, but then uh, there was no football game, right? We all just got together. Now, the pep rallies are a blast, right? The cheerleaders get to work on their new cheer, and the the, the band, uh, the uh, traveling, uh, the, the sports band or the football band, uh, they get to practice uh, some new fun songs, and, and, uh, and the pep rally is great, and you get out of class for, you know, usually – depending on uh, what class you had during the pep rally. That was always awesome. It's like every Friday, you know, we're going to the pep rally. That means I don't have, uh, you know, Mrs. Quagmire in the uh, math class. So pep rallies are fun. We love to go to pep rallies. But then someone's got to play the game. Someone's got to play the game. If all you do is pep rallies but you don't play the game, then I just suggest... Well, you know, the pep rallies, I guess, can be entertaining, but find something better to do. Take up fishing or, you know, I don't know, underwater BB stacking, something, Just but just going to the pep rallies and then not following up is, is, is awful. Um, in fact, you're just taking up a seat. And so go to the pep rallies and do what I've always suggested. If you don't have your calling card by now, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, and, uh, just get your calling cards made. They're not that expensive. They're just not that expensive. And, uh, in fact, if you, uh, if you don't think you need that many of them, get yourself, uh, from Wally world, uh, get yourself those printable blank, uh, uh, business cards. Uh, you know, you just kind of, uh, fold them and break them. And, and then, you know, if you rub off the little dots on the, the edge, they don't look so tacky, but that's all you need put, put your name Put your contact information on there, whatever you are, are willing to hand to a stranger at a pep rally. Now, they're not a complete stranger. You know they're at the same pep rally you are, so they're very likely like-minded. So get those cards made. Get the and, and your name, your contact info. Maybe just put on there on the card what your burr under your saddle is. Or maybe you just uh, put on that card, I'm a pro-life uh, activist, or I am a pro-Second Amendment activist, and name and contact information. And then when you go to one of these pep rallies, hand them out, meet people, get someone else's cards. I can't tell you how many connections I have across the state of Texas just because I go to lots of pep rallies. And we exchange cards, and then you follow that up with an email or a phone call. And the next thing you know, you've got a guest on your radio program. Uh, and so this building these relationships are very, very important, and the pep rallies are important, but you've got to do something past and beyond the pep rallies. The step I am suggesting that you take today 
is to make an appointment. See, you got tons of time. You got like seven months. Sometime in the next seven months, make an appointment with your representative and go sit down with them before the next legislative session starts and find out where they're from. Uh, on the prayer list today, Gail is, uh, my wife Gail is right now in the doctor's office uh, with her mother and uh, her older brother. And the, what comes out of the, uh, this meeting today with the doctor will determine, uh, will determine the future for Gail's mom. Is she going to go into a nursing home? Is she going to get some home health care? All of these decisions are going to be made this afternoon. So the Jones family, um, they need your prayers. And uh, on top of all of this, my poor wife um, got a toothache yesterday. So in the middle of dealing with all of this, she gets a toothache. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more miserable than a toothache, is there? And in the middle of all this junk going on in her life, all this insanity, and then you wake up with a toothache, um, and you're not in your hometown, and you don't have your hometown pharmacist. Uh, you know how that goes. So, anyway, big, big prayers for my wife and her family um, and the decisions that they're going to be making in the next day or two. I'm going to bring you uh, 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 some verses out of Second Corinthians today, chapter 6. Um, we're going to start um, in verse 4, but in everything commending ourselves as servants of God in, in much endurance, its afflictions, in hardships, in distresses. I've been telling you, I've been telling you folks, this. You, when you start standing up for the values you believe in and standing up for Christ and standing up, you're going to hit, these things are going to hit you. But in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God in much endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in the tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger, in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in genuine love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left, by glory and dishonor, by evil report and good report, regarded as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well-known, as dying yet behold we live, as punished yet not put to death, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. That's just a reminder from Paul that things are going to get rough, but you, the, the other side of that is the rewards. And knowing that God, you, you, God's got your back, your front. He's got it all. He's taken care of you. Just be sure that you're on His side. You got to choose God to be on your side. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see you tomorrow.